Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 17 of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. I'm Ryan Wolt, and this is the show where I bring you the stories of coffee professionals, entrepreneurship, and coffee education. Siri Simran Kalsa, the Executive Director of Coffee at Lofty Coffee in Southern California, is back for the last time this season to help us get coffee smarter. Siri not only runs the entire coffee roasting program for the Lofty Coffee Empire, but also is co-running the San Diego Coffee Network. Today we chat about some coffee drinks that many of us have heard of, but not everyone agrees on the definition of. I can't wait, so hustle up, fill your cup with coffee, and let's get to it. It's time to get coffee smarter with coffee expert Siri Simran Kalsa, Executive Director of Lofty Coffee Company. Siri Simran Kalsa, uh, Coffee Director, Executive Coffee Director at Lofty Coffee. I can't remember which title you go by these days. All Empire person of Lofty Coffee's coffee production uh, team. Uh, welcome back to the Roast West Coast podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I, I mean, I'm the lucky one here. You're sharing your knowledge freely and willingly, and I'm mm. offering really nothing in return. Uh, I don't even pay you. Uh, fame in Norway. <laughs> well, that's true. I, if you ever go to Norway, I'll make sure they take care of you. Uh, it's if, you if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the last uh, Coffee Smarter episode, everyone, and that'll make sense to you. In that last episode, we were talking about the pumpkin spice cloudy uh, cold brew cocktail that you guys have uh, at Lofty Coffee. And I was going through your menu when I was at your Solana Beach uh, shop the other day. Uh, which was almost too busy for me to go in, by the way. Oh, it gets insane it there. Crazy. Yeah. On the menu, uh, you had two drinks that I don't often see on menus, but people request a lot, I think, when they come in, especially if they come in and they've been traveling from other places, but a long black and a flat white. And I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind breaking down what those are and maybe a little bit about where they come from or why people would ask for them um, as sure. opposed to a, a coffee drink we might be more familiar with. Yeah. So I will give you uh, the full rundown of what they are at Lofty. Um, I feel like I've noticed that, you know, although it might have the same name at other cafes on other menus, they might not make it in this particular way. So that is something for folks out there it might always be a good idea if you're having a certain expectation of a drink, asking how it's prepared and making sure it's actually what you're expecting. But I can give you a little bit of the information I have on where those beverages came from. And then I'm not the end all be all answer to that. Uh, but it is just what I've found in the little research I've done about those drinks. So the first is the flat white, and at Lofty, we prepare that in an eight-ounce cup, and the milk is going to be steamed to about 140 to 150 degrees, and it's textured to have just a thin layer of foam. So it's actually prepared very similarly to how we would do just a regular 12-ounce latte, and 
another way, like in training, when I'm training a new barista, that's how I would maybe explain it to them as well in the sense of preparation, that every drink on our menu has a size. We don't do a small, medium, large. So if someone wanted a latte with less milk, we would prepare them a flat white. And the long black is going to be hot water with a double shot of espresso poured over. And it's about 10 ounces of hot water that we use. And so that is how we prepare it. And with the long black, I do like to specify it is with the the espresso shot over the water so that you have a layer of crema on top. And that's really for us what, what makes that drink what it is. So a little bit about... How is that different... Sorry to interrupt. Um, How is that different than both of these sound similar to me to the construction of other drinks, Mm -hmm. but like the long black, how would that be different from say, just like a double espresso Americano? Yeah. Is it just the way that you're, you're talking about adding the hot water on the top or vice versa? So I hope that in my share here, I'm not spreading rumors. I would, Mm -hmm. I would encourage anyone if they have, other information to reach out to me because I'm curious. But from my understanding, the difference between a long black and Americano is really its origins. So Americano coming from Europe and a a long black coming from Australia or New Zealand, I I think depending on who you ask, it's, it's that area of the world. To my understanding, the Americano was born from Americans going to Europe during the world wars and not liking espresso being too strong, too intense. And so to make it more like American coffee, they would put water over the espresso to kind of dilute that intensity. Whereas the flat or the long black, to my understanding, comes from that New Zealand, Australia area of the world. And In my research, I haven't found any specific coffee cafe or someone who created the drink, but it really coming from their espresso culture, which has really become unique and world-renowned. And you see a lot of cafes in Europe and America kind of trying to emulate uh, Australian-style espresso bars. And With that, you have hot water with espresso on top. And the idea with that is you do want the crema on the top because it has those aromatics. It has those bitter qualities. It has that oil where when you pour water over espresso in like an Americano, it's going to mix in more where just putting the shot on top, like all that aromatic quality and that oily bitter quality from the crema. When you are pouring the espresso on the top of the hot water, does it separate a little bit that way then? Or is there a way you should be pouring it like down the side of the glass or do you just dump it in? Or is there a strategy there to make sure that it sits mm -hmm. right? Yeah. At Lofty, we try to pour every shot of espresso directly into the vessel. So in this case, we would actually pull pull it right on top of the water. So we're not even pouring it into a glass and then pouring it on top. We're putting the, we're pulling the espresso directly onto the water, and it just creates this beautiful crema layer on top of that. So you'll notice that if you pour it from another vessel, that crema tends to break in in a more quick way than if you pull the shot directly on top. 
Got it. I think one thing you brought up that I can kind of address uh, a little bit or just to, to mention is that some of these concepts refer a little bit to how people talk about coffee in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like a flat white is kind of there, another term might be like wet or dry if you wanted like a latte dry, like with mm-hmm. less milk. But then the sizing and but the idea that a lot of these concepts were happening simultaneously in different places in the world. Mm-hmm. And so more than one person might claim ownership of a particular style of drink. And so it's hard exactly. to be emphatic about this is a where it came from and, and how yeah. it was created. Yeah, beautifully said, very eloquent, but completely true because I yeah, it is hard to find the exact cuz plenty of people have asked me this question and I have definitely gone down an internet rabbit hole of trying to <laughs> pinpoint it and it's challenging and that's why again if there's anyone out there in Norway or other parts of the world that have a better answer please let me know because then I can the next time someone asks me because I'm sure someone will I can be more informed (laughs) just off the cuff are there any particular coffee terms that you hear a lot that people mistake or or are commonly misused yeah well in the same vein of this conversation uh, specifically at Lofty, I hear a lot of people say short black when they want a long black but with less water. And in my, like, let's say maybe four ounces of water instead of 10 ounces of water. Um, although in, in my Google rabbit hole, I've actually found that a short black is actually a term for just a double shot of espresso, not, not espresso and water. So I that's something that it seems like there is this underlining understanding, at least at Lofty, that it's just they want less water. But I think if you were to go to a proper Australian or New Zealand cafe and ask for a short black, they'd probably just make you espresso. So, Sure. And that's uh, why it's important to, to be clear. Yeah. And then another one that's classic is uh, the macchiato a lot of folks coming to the cafe thinking they're going to get like a sweet caramely beverage when in fact they'll just get double shot espresso with a little bit of milk and foam. (laughs) So that's, um, that's probably the second most. Who's, whose fault is that? Would we say that that's like Tom Hanks's fault from you got mail? (laughs) Don't they order macchiatos in that movie? Perhaps. Uh, I haven't seen that in a while. (laughs) It holds up, I can tell you that. Yeah. No, I, I actually don't think that it does. But before you go today, last week we were talking a little bit about the San Diego Coffee Network that you are mm-hmm. also um, co-running. We talked about the give a bag, get a bag meetups. I also saw something else called the Let's Roast competition, which is, uh, I was wondering if you could tell me what that is. Um, and it seemed like it was geared more towards like a roasting competition. And how do you go about even setting something like that up or getting people involved yeah i'm so happy you ask um it was so fun it was such a blast thank you to everyone who participated and a huge congratulations to justin from Gentile. he was the winner of the competition but what actually sparked this idea was we had a friend who had a 150 pound bag of coffee that he wasn't using and he didn't want to of course, he didn't want to throw it away, but he wanted to make sure that it it was 
had a proper home and used well. So he reached out to us and was like, if I donated this to the network, like would something, would you guys be able to use it? And so it kind of sparked the idea of like, Oh, okay, well we have this, this bag of coffee that we could do something fun with. So I'll say the bag of coffee lived in our storage unit for a few months while we figured out um, (laughs) how to execute this event. So how we went about it was putting a call out to people who are interested in competing in a roasting event. And we had, you know, the idea was that we'd split the bag up into six equal parts and that six competitors would be able to roast the coffee in a way that they'd want to present it. And how we selected the competitors is we just had a brief survey. Um, the idea was we wanted people that had that were kind of they had maybe more than six months of experience, but you know weren't experts in roasting. So the the range was everyone. I think the per- people who'd been roasting the least was maybe roasting a year, and the most experience was roasting two to three years. So we, you know, we we selected our competitors. And uh, we had about 15 applicants and we had to narrow it down, which was challenging. But I think a part of it was definitely like giving the opportunity to newer roasters and then giving it to people who had a compelling reason to compete. And so they each got about 20 pounds of coffee and they had a few weeks to dial it into where they thought it was going to be the best to present. Um, And then they submitted a sample and we had a panel of five judges to, uh, to do it. And we did this uh, blind cupping where we changed everyone's name into numbers. And then through that changed every numbers into letters. So it was like double blind. So there were going to be a little to no bias of, you know, knowing whose coffee's who. And we held a cupping evaluated all the coffees uh we kind of created our own cupping sheet to to make sense for this context and from there we were able to select a winner and it was interesting to to cup with a variety of different roasters at different levels as well um seeing what what qualities of the coffee people liked what qualities people didn't like as much but it was really, really interesting, and along the way, we we held a panel of uh, a talking panel with the people who were judging, so to give the competitors, but anyone else, kind of an insight into like our background and a, a space for them to ask us questions. So, very cool. Yeah, it was a blast. And if there's ever a need for, say, a judge that doesn't know anything about coffee. I could be that unbiased judge. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good to know. <laughs> yeah. Just, just call me up. I'll be there. Um, Siri, thank you for coming back on Roast West Coast. Um, we uh, will hopefully see you again in the future. Uh, season seven is coming up uh, after the holidays. And um, I'm looking forward to having a cup of coffee someday soon. Thank you so much. This was a blast. It's always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. okay to recap for starters don't let Siri's modesty fool you 
she is a true coffee expert and someone that I trust to go to for coffee guidance. But that doesn't mean that more than one thing can't be true. Coffee and culture surrounding coffee has been evolving around the world since the 15th century. Sometimes the same ideas originated simultaneously, but independently, which makes the language surrounding coffee almost as complex as the taste. For today, and at Lofty, the flat white is similar to a miniaturized latte. It's espresso with a thin layer of microfoam. And a long black is a double shot of espresso with hot water poured over the top. It's important the water is poured over the top in order to force the espresso upwards, creating a layer of crema, the drink's signature, on the top. And for the record, a short black is simply a double shot of espresso, no water. At Lofty Coffee, every drink on the menu has a specific size because the ratios of coffee to water to milk matter. Think of it as a recipe, in the same way that you might measure out ingredients to make cookies or bake a loaf of bread. If you're out there ordering a coffee drink that has some murky regional definitions or differences, help a barista out. Be specific with what you want. It isn't rude to presume that they may not be able to read your mind. And finally, it was one Tommy Hanks who dropped the caramel macchiato bomb into popular culture in the film You've Got Mail. The whole purpose of places like Starbucks is for people with no decision-making ability whatsoever to make six decisions just to buy one cup of coffee. Short, tall, light, dark, calf, decaf, low-fat, non-fat, etc. So people who don't know what the hell they're doing or who on earth they are can, for only $2.95, get not just a cup of coffee, but an absolutely defining sense of self. Tall, decaf, cappuccino. I'm not promising that movie holds up. AOL's Instant Messenger features heavily as a plot device. Some of you may not even know what that is. But if you want to find out, it is on Hulu right now. Today's episode came at a good time for me because I'm going to be dusting off my rusty barista skills and working as a guest barista for Coffee Cycle Roasting at Trailfest, an annual fundraiser for the San Diego Mountain Biking Association this weekend in Southern California. I'll link to details about the Mountain Biking Association, which is a nonprofit I personally support, on RoastWestCoast.com, which is also where you're going to find the links to Lofty Coffee and the San Diego Coffee Network. RoastWestCoast.com is also where this show's newsletter lives online. You can listen to the podcast there, learn more about the guests on this show, and for paid subscribers, read the Bean Journal and the upcoming Barista Features. Check it out. If you find value, please subscribe. Paid subscriptions are how I grow this podcast. A lot of the coffee content on this show originates from the few coffee industry partners that I rely on for expertise and support. They include Cafe La Terre, Steady State Coffee Roasting, Camp Coffee Company, the aforementioned Coffee Cycle Roasting, Ignite Coffee Company, soon to be open, Morea Coffee, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Moster Coffee Company, we are so close to the Mosterland anniversary event, be sure to get your tickets on mostercoffee.com and Ascend Coffee Roasters. Aaron from Ascend just reached out to let me know that they have new cold brew packs, which you can take home and use to brew your own cold brew. 
They look like giant tea bags with the coffee already ground up and measured for you with easy to follow instructions on the bag to ensure you're brewing it correctly. The starter pack even comes with a 64 ounce glass jar to brew in. After that, just pick up the refills. Every bag makes three gallons of cold brew and you can choose between light and medium roasts. I'm looking forward to trying it myself. Thank you for listening and for supporting this show. This episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this episode has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity to make it through the day. Always tip your baristas, and be sure to drink good coffee.